Welcome to 2021, our year of the supernatural. We believe that in this year, as prophesied, your life will go above and beyond the natural and that it will be positively and supernaturally changed through this sermon. The teaching you're about to listen to by our anointed shepherd, Pastor Boni Bahati, will challenge you, strengthen and transform you to live the victorious life you were created to enjoy. Listen and be blessed. Fantastic. Luke chapter 16, verse 19. Father, I want to thank you because today you're going to speak to us. You speak to every soul in this place. Anybody under the sound of my voice will receive a refreshing and a power that will change their life in Jesus' name. Amen. Fantastic. Beautiful. I think there's a harm on this speaker or something. The loud voice. The hissing sound. The white noise. Luke 16. Luke 16, verse 19. The Bible says there was a certain rich man was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. Mm-hmm. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of souls, who laid at his gate. During the play, you saw the rich man standing here. You are rather seated here with ladies surrounding him. And the rich man was enjoying his life. He was happy. He was enjoying everything. And the Bible records that in the Bible, there was also a rich man who fared sumptuously. To fare sumptuously means to enjoy life, to have a soft life, to have that good life, that life that you all look for. This rich man had it. Talk about this rich man enjoyed his life and fared sumptuously. Uh-huh. Then the Bible says there's also a rich man, there's also a beggar rather, who stayed by the gate of the rich man. And this beggar was named Lazarus. Now it's funny how the Bible does not mention the name of the rich person, but the Bible is quick to mention the name of the beggar. Because the beggar, you have, to, you have to identify them by their names. Because the only thing they own is the name. But the rich man has a lot of things that you don't have to say his name. Because you will say, he's well known. You see those cars over there? They are his. You see those houses over there? They are his. But for a beggar, the only thing you have is your name. Today, I saw some beggars in the church. We were worshipping. I know they are poor because even their dressing look like it. They are not that good. But when we are worshipping a God who is able to make you rich, they could fold their hands and look at us. I said, my God, how can you be poor and proud? It's better to be poor but not proud, man. Yeah, you can't be poor. Tell them, you can't be poor and proud. Yeah, you can't be poor and proud. You have to know the one who is able to change your life is God. So when you come before God, you strip yourself of everything. That's why you see when a rich man comes before God, he strips himself off everything, off the glory, off the power, off the might, and he worships his God. And that, that man continues to become rich. But you poor man, when you come before God, you come with your pride. You come with your power. And the Bible says that that man was a rich man and there was also a poor man. Let's continue verse 21. Okay, let's start from verse 20 because it's a continuation. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus full of souls who laid at his gate. Mm-hmm. 
desiring to be fed with crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, dogs came and licked his sores. So he was just desiring not food, crumbs that fell from the table. Crumbs in Babakishi. So the poor man was not even asking for food. The poor man was just asking for what? Mabakishi, crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. But guess what? Other than him getting, the best he would get, tell about the best he would get, is dogs coming to lick his sauce. Let's continue. Sauce in the Vidonda. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by angels to Abraham's bosom. Poor people die. Tell about poor people die. Then the Bible says the rich man also did what? And was? You see, the Bible does not say the poor man died and was buried. Because even the, way, the funeral, there was no one to attend it. Because no people don't attend poor people's burials. I pray that nobody will be poor here. You know, being poor is a bad thing. You know, being poor is a bad thing. Look, the Bible says there was a wise, there was a wise man. There was a wise man who delivered the city. There was a wise and a poor man who delivered the city from, from, from a, a, an attack. But the Bible says that after he had delivered them, nobody remembered him. Because he was wise and poor. Sometimes when you are wise and poor, nobody listens to you. Or rather, if they listen to you, they will not remember you. So I pray you that you will be wise and rich. I pray you will be wise and rich. So the Bible says the poor man did what? And the rich man also did what? Now, death is a leveler. The rich die, the poor die. But something, something is worth noting here. The Bible says that the first person who died was the poor person. Because sometimes the rich live longer than the poor. Because of their lifestyle. When the rich have a, have a cough, they rush to a doctor. They call the doctor actually. And the doctor shows up. You, you are almost dying. You have no money to leave your bed. So automatically, unakunyo majimoto, nandimu, na ginger, unajitibu, unasema hisi, ini malaria hii. Na ujei na sukari. Unapaka robe kifua, na kaluma. You see, such things are making you die young. Talk about such things are making us die young. But I pray our story is changing. I say our story is changing. Hey, our story is what? So because of that, the rich live longer than the poor. It's scientific. It's everywhere. I don't know very poor people who live up to 90 years. But I know rich people in Kenya, some have stayed for over 100 years. Because of the healthcare, the state of the healthcare favors them. If they have a problem, they go to Nairobi Hospital. Nairobi Hospital is like a hotel. If you enter there, it's called the presidential suite, where those rich guys go. It looks like a hotel. You not even know they're in hospital. You, if you go to Kenyatta, you and I know that even what kills you is not the disease. It's the smell. The smell tells you that you've come to the place of death. But if you walk to Nairobi Hospital, you don't even know you're in an hospital. I pray that nobody here will be poor. I say I pray that nobody here will be poor. Verse 23. That's why you have to hate poverty. Most people who glorify poverty don't know what. Look, never be a friend to someone who glorifies poverty. Yeah. At least if it is a dunia. Mwambia ni za dunia, lakini zipitie kwangu. Ama aje? Yeah. Hey. 
Kwani ndianaisha gari mbinguni? Ndianaisha gari mbinguni? Acha nianaisha gari hapa. Na kama kunae mbinguni pia niendeshe huko. Lakini sijui kuna nini, acha niendeshe wapi? Don't glorify. In heaven what we know is that we will walk on streets of gold. So there is walking in heaven. I cannot walk on earth and walk in heaven. No. No. Let me walk in the streets of gold, but let me drive on the dusty streets of Kenya. I see you driving. I say I see you driving. Poverty has been pushed away from you. Nobody under my teaching, nobody who is a disciple of Jesus and my disciple will become a poor person. Me, I don't believe in poverty. I'm not those people who glorify poverty. I look look at me. I hate poverty. If you like poverty, you cannot be my friend. The people say, "Oh, pastor, why are you always preaching against poverty?" Because I hate it. I have seen what poverty has done. I have seen. Poverty has costed the life of people I knew. I knew this one, if I took him to a nice hospital, he would not have died. But he died because of negligence. The place he went to, the hospital, the doctors are beating him. The nurses are angry at a sick man. They are harsh. That emotional torture kills them. They say, ah, that's end the bus. Enough is enough. But when you go where you are treated nice, you're told, don't worry, this will, this will end. By the way, do you know, they say, this is scientific. They say if you look at someone and tell them you look sick, give them 10 minutes. They'll come telling you, by the way, I feel sick. I have a headache. Because it's psychological. Sicknesses are psychological. If right now I look at you and tell you, hey, you look like you've gained weight. Automatically, you start gaining weight. Because I say that more often. <laughs> if I tell you, you've lost weight. Not, not me, anybody. If someone tells you, Pastor Mark, you've lost weight, psychologically, you start losing weight. You start saying, by the way, I think I've lost weight. That alone, you start feeling small. You start feeling, by the way, I'm losing weight. And actually, you lose weight. Because a lot of things are psychological. Tell your neighbor, a lot of things are psychological. So even life and death is what? Psychological. Yeah. That's what the Bible says, that the power of life and death is in the tongue. And those who love the fruit thereof, those who engage in it, shall eat their fruits thereof. So if, do you engage your tongue? Like, do you speak? Do you engage in the business of the tongue? That means you speak, right? Now you speak. What do you speak? Words. So those words you speak, they are life and death. Are we together? Uh -huh. So this man, Lazarus, lay at the gate and he died. And the Bible says that when he died, the angels came and took him into heaven. And when the rich man died, so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Then the rich man also died and was buried. Verse 23. And being in torment in hates, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. So when the rich man was in hell, the Bible says that he lifted up his eyes. During the play, you saw that the rich man was in hell on this side. And when he looked up, he saw Abraham. And he called, the Bible says, he called unto Abraham, verse 24. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger. That he may do what? Dip. Not the whole finger. The tip. Just the tip of his finger in water. 
and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in flames. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a place where you don't need a glass of water. You just need a drop of water. What is a drop on earth? It's nothing. What can a drop do to you? If I pour a drop, if I sprinkle a drop on your face, will you even feel a difference? You just feel something has trickled on you, right? But in hell, that drop means life and death. That drop is so important that a rich man was crying to Abraham. A rich man who has money to dig a borehole. A rich man who perhaps had a swimming pool in his house. A rich man who had a jacuzzi in his house was crying to a man and saying, Please, Father Abraham, just do what? Deep, send Lazarus to deep the tip of his finger in, in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. Ladies and gentlemen, you know when you are rich, you always think that you can send people. Actually, the rich like sending people. That's why even in, 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 in hell, the guy was confused. He thought that even there he had power to send people. So he, was saying, he was sending someone in heaven. He's saying, send Lazarus. Because he was used to sending people. He was used to giving instructions. But there's a place where you cannot give instructions. And there's a place where a drop of water is very important. It's, it can cool your tongue. A drop of water can cool your tongue. Verse 25. Then the Bible says, But Abraham said, Son! Remember in your lifetime, remember. That is to tell me when you die, you remember what you used to do when you were living. You remember you had a, you had a kachile who was telling you don't come to church. You remember you had a kachile who was saying come from Keketo for some wheel balancing. You remember you had a sponyo. You remember all that. You will remember. You will remember. Yeah. You will do what? Everything that happened on earth, you will remember. Because why would Abraham tell him, remember your lifetime, if he can't remember? He is telling him, remember your lifetime, to activate or jog his memory, to remember. So the Bible says, remember your lifetime. You received your good things, man. You are living that life. You are living the soft life. You are living the good life. You are a, 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 a girl toto, jaber, baby girl, a girl toto, a toti. You are that good girl. You are having it all together. Yo. The Bible says you had your good things on earth. You had what? And likewise, Lazarus, evil things. But now he is comforted. And you are? But now he's what? And you are what? So there's a place where the first become last and the last become first. There's a place that those who are comforted become tormented. And those who are tormented become. There's a place like that. And in that place is where that same place is where a drop of water can cool your tongue. Let's continue reading. And besides all this, between us and you, there's a great girl fixed. Like there's a valley. There's a distance. There's a place that we can't build a bridge. So that those who want to pass from here cannot. No, those from there cannot pass to us. So the gulf is so big that we can't build a bridge. You see, when there's a gulf on earth, we are quick to build bridges. We say, let's build a bridge between uh, Mariakani, not Mombasa mainland and the other side of Mombasa. Right? That Likoni ferry. They have built, they have built a floating bridge, right? Because they are trying to, uh, uh, to help people pass from one side to the other. There's a place in heaven or wherever that place is, where you can't build a gulf. 
You can't build a bridge on the gulf. The gulf is so wide that no bridge can be built. There's a place like that. Talk about there's a place like that. Verse 27. Then he said, okay, let me ask a question. How many believe in John 3.16? Do you believe for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever who believes shall not be saved, shall not perish but be saved? You know I'm rapping because you rap it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but be saved. Life. Amen. Do you believe in that? And then in the same token, believe in John, Luke chapter 16, verse 22. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. The rich man remembered that his brothers on a picture bila makasiriko. He said, "Yeah, I say wako luo festival. I say apangwingui." He said, "Father Abraham, najua maboys wangu, najua yombogi, najua nimbogi ayambi wangu, najua nimbogi ipangwingui. Lakini nakuomba, ambia jirani yako the rich man said nakuomba." Send Lazarus or send somebody to my father's house to tell my brothers. So, guess what? In that place, the dead are begging that somebody will speak to you. Maybe if your father died or your mother died, he's begging and saying, Please send somebody to so and so. Somebody to so. Like it. I kept his father recently passed on last year or this year. He's here early this year. He's begging and saying, please speak to Kate. Speak, speak to Kate. My father-in-law also died last year. He's saying, please speak to my sons in Othaya and tell them, hey, hapasi pazuri. But look at the reply. The Bible says, verse 28, for I have five brothers. Yani, you even remember the number of brothers you had. It's so graphic, it's so detailed that you remember I have five brothers. Hey. I have five brothers that he may testify to them lest they also come to this place of torment. So please send somebody to my father's house. There I have five brothers. And the reason why I'm asking you to send them to that guy is so that they may testify. Tell me so that they may testify. Because I don't want them to come to this place. Because I don't want what? Verse 29. Verse 29. Then Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear him. They have Pastor Bodhi. They have Pastor Mark. They have Pastor Victoria. They have Pastor Wangare. They have Pastor Joy. They have Pastor Victor. Let them hear him. They have Elder Mike. Let them hear him. They have a shepherd in the love group. Let them hear him. If they can't hear him. The Bible says, verse 30. And he said, no, Father Abraham. But if, no, if, if, if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. Like man say, I will say, okay, on a ghost. What a sugar. What a tea. What a unim say, I'll come a daddy. Number to talk a lezea. What a tea. Hey. But who knows that if you see a ghost here, you will not stand. You will not wait to be witnessed with a ghost. You'll say, no. You start saying, there's no relationship between the dead and the living. Satan, I bind you. Some of you, if you just dream with someone who's died, you wake up and say, Satan, I bind you. The Bible says that there's no relationship between the living and the dead. So you devil, you will not call me. And the man is saying, go and have them testify. Who will wait to be testified to? 
Who will wait? Ask your neighbor, who will wait? Who will wait to be testified to? Sit upright so that you don't sleep again. So maybe you are, someone is speaking from hell and you're sleeping. So sit upright so that you don't sleep. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. And he said, Father Abraham, if someone goes to them, maybe they will listen and repent. But verse 31, the Bible says, but he said to them, if they don't hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded through one who raises from the dead. If they don't hear Pastor Boni, if they don't hear Pastor Mark, if they don't hear that shepherd, how will they be persuaded? Ask your neighbor, how will they be persuaded? If someone comes from the dead. Verse 32. That, that's the end. So ladies and gentlemen, my sermon is titled today, News from Hell. I feel like a reporter who has been to hell and back and is about to break some breaking news. I'm about to let you know what is happening in hell. Do you have that soundtrack for news? No, you don't have it. Okay, le let's assume there's a soundtrack, the montage. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hello, my name is Pastor Boni Bahati. I'm reporting live from hell. <laughs> this is Boni Bahati reporting from, Na not Nairobi. What is the headquarters of hell? I don't know. Okay, let's call it heads. Okay, yeah, yeah, thank you for Lucy. My name is Boni, the montage has finished. And my name is Boni Bahati reporting live from, uh, from Lucifer's court here in hell. The place is very hot as you can see. The fire is not, is not very nice. As you can see, si pangwingui naumia. Ningependa extra allowance. So ladies and gentlemen, ningependa kuambia all those watching us across the globe, this is not a place you should come. And this is the news from hell. So ladies and gentlemen, tell about ladies and gentlemen. News from hell. You see, one of the most important questions to ask yourself is what will happen when I die? One of the most important questions to always ask yourself is what will happen when I die? This question cannot be easily answered by a university lecturer. It can't be answered by any lecture. Neither can it be answered by any school teacher. There are no textbooks that fearlessly and adequately answer this question. Of what will happen when one dies. The Bible is the only book that can confidently answer this controversial and difficult question. Ladies and gentlemen, both the rich and the poor will die. The Bible declares that after death, there will be judgment. Both the rich and the poor will die. And the Bible declares after death, there will be judgment. The rich man is likely to live longer than the poor man. But eventually, he will die. And after he dies, there will be what? Judgment. The Bible says that it is appointed to man who wants to live, then die and face judgment. Ladies and gentlemen, death is the leveler that will level out things for both the rich and the poor. So ladies and gentlemen, the person you are seated next to will one day die. I know they look beautiful right now. I know they look like they can't die. But guess what? Their time will come and they will die. 
they are not immortal. The person speaking to you will one day die. All of us will one day die. The Bible says it is appointed to man that wants to live and die. After you've lived, you will die. I know you smell nice right now. I know you're feeling good right now. But guess what? The Bible says that man is subject to corruption. To be, to be corrupt means to decay. Tell about to be corrupt means to decay. If you leave your food on top of your table, when you come back after 12 hours, there's a high likelihood that that food will be what? Spoiled. It will be decayed. Why is the food decaying? Because of corruption. So everybody here, everybody under the sound of my voice is subject to corruption. When man sinned, when Adam and Eve sinned at the Garden of Eden, the first thing that happened to them is that they became subject to corruption. Before then, they were not subject to corruption. But after they sinned, they became subject to what? Corruption. The Bible says that and Abraham lived 930 years. So when the breath of God, when God just breathed his first breath on Abraham like this, that one breath took Abraham for 930 years. But even after 930 years, he still died. And now, nobody lives those days. The Bible says that a man is of 70 days. And if you have strength, 80. How many of us know young people who have died in their 20s? I know several. Very many. Nowadays, even living up to 20 is a miracle. So how, getting to where you are right now is a miracle. Yes, you can be walking like this. You get the new variant of Corona. The COVID virus. And you die. The following day, I know of a man. We played golf with him on Monday. On Friday, he was playing golf at, at, at Kiambu Golf Course. And it is reported that while the caddy had left him to change his shoes in the car, he sat on the back seat like this. Felt like he wants to sleep. So he lay down. And that's how he died. Just like that. So people were waiting for him at the tee box to start. The, his, his teammates and they waited for so long but he couldn't come so they sent the card go check when they went he found that he's calling him and he's not responding he had died ladies and gentlemen the person seated next to you will one day die actually let me break some news do you know you've lived longer than you'll ever live hey pastor what do you mean me I have to throw 70 who has guaranteed you that you'll get to 70 the only guarantee you have is the years you've lived Tomorrow is not guaranteed. Don't remember, tomorrow is not guaranteed. Today you might have lived up to 90 years, if you are 90 right now. But you are not assured of 91. Today you might have lived up to 20 years, but you are not assured of 21. Who told you that you will celebrate your next birthday? What guarantee do you have that next year you will pick a share of birthday? Maybe your share will pick last week in your musho. Maybe. Maybe your share will pick a jana usiku in your musho. Maybe that's the last day you will ever drink alcohol. Some of you, maybe this is the last someone you'll hear. Perhaps this is the last preacher. Perhaps this is the Moses you'll be told about. Perhaps this is a prophet you'll be told about because tonight the Lord requires of your soul. Perhaps the Bible says I was a rich man who said I'm very rich and my bands are full. So let me break the bands. Yeah? So that I can, I can build more bands, bigger bands to accommodate the harvest that I have. And the Bible records that that night, the Lord told him, you foolish man, tonight I require of your soul. 
So ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it's not as it looks. Tell your neighbor, it's not as it looks. Tonight the Lord might require of your soul. Yes. So this sermon news from hell, it is something you should take serious. And let this be a wake-up call to introspection, to thinking, to calling yourself for a meeting and analyzing your life afresh. So ladies and gentlemen, let me show you five things that will happen when you die. Five things that will happen when you die. Five things that will do what? When you do what? Number one, when you die, you will either go to hell or heaven. When you die, when you do what? When you do what? Because you will die, not if you die. I didn't say if, I said when. If you did English, when is definite. If is conditional, right? So when you die, you will either go to heaven or hell. When you do what? You will either go to? There's no purgatory. The Bible says, and when the rich man died, he went to a place called purgatory. And where the saints were praying for him, that the Lord would admit him to heaven. There's nothing like that. The Bible says, when the rich man died, he went to hell. And when Lazarus died, he went to heaven. So when you die, you don't just stop existing. You're not just converted into a piece of meat. You head for a permanent destination away from this earth. And that permanent destination is either hell or heaven. The Bible says, so, that, so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. So you can see Abraham still lives. That's why it is important to know that the dead are still living. But they are living either in hell or in heaven. Because the Bible says that the beggar died and was carried into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Uh -huh. Verse 23. Quickly, verse 23. And being in torments in heads, heads is another, is the old English word for hell. He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Now, head, the reason why they use the word head, during the time of Jesus, there was a cavalli that they used to burn takataka, a lot of takataka. So that place is, was always flaming because all the takataka in Jerusalem was being burnt in that place. So that, that place was called heads. So they used to use that, that place head as metaphor for the place of eternal judgment, which is hell. Are we together? So the rich man died and the poor man died. So when you die, you either go to heaven or hell. There is no place where you go to at the waiting room. Unangoja admission. No. You choose your permanent destination here. You see? Once you choose where you're going to go. For example, you want to travel to America. You don't get to the airport, then choose, I'm traveling to America. You decide you are traveling to America in your house. Right? Airport. In the airport, you are just going to be facilitated to get to the destination where you already chose. So heaven and hell is the same thing. You will not, you will not be choosing where you, are going to, where you are going after death. Or when you are dying. 
you have already chosen it. So you are just waiting to be transported and facilitated to that place where you and I have chosen. And guess what? There are only two destinations. There are only... It's either heaven... There's not that place. You not just become a piece of meat. No. You not... In the reporter to Z. Tell about Z. Tell about no. You will head to a permanent destination. Yeah. You will do what? You will do what? It's that simple. You will head to a permanent destination. Yeah. I pity you if you don't know where you will go once you die. Because as you've seen, the truth of the matter is that all of us will die. You will die. I will die. We will die. All of us will die. And we have to choose what will happen to us when we die. So the first thing that will happen when you die, you'll either go to heaven or hell. Number two, because of time. Number two, if you go to heaven when you die, angels will come and carry you away from this earth into the presence of God. If you go to heaven, the word is if, not when. If. Because it's a place you choose. You have to decide where you want to go. So if you go to heaven when you die, angels will come and escort you and carry you away from this earth into the presence of God. If you go to heaven, angels will come and carry you into the presence of God. Tell me about if you go to heaven, what takes you there is angels. This is what happened to Lazarus. And I expect nothing less than a similar angelic escort for all of us who know the Lord. Because the Bible says in verse 22, verse 22 quickly, so it was that the beggar died and was carried by angels to Abraham's bosom. Ladies and gentlemen, recently I was in an African country that starts with an alphabet letter. So for me to get to that country, I had to go to the airport and I had to ask Kenya Airways to transport me from Kenya to that country. I could not walk to that place. I could not run to that place. I could not swim to that place. I had to ask Kenya Airways to take me to that place. And only Kenya Airways or any other airline could take me, but I preferred using Kenya Airways. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the same thing with heaven. For you to get to heaven, there must be a mode of transportation. You can't just get there because you don't even know the destination. But there are angels whose work is purely to transport people from earth to the presence of God in heaven. That's their work. The Bible says that Abraham, when he died, angels came and carried him to the presence of God. So ladies and gentlemen, when you die and you go to heaven, which I pray that all of us will go to heaven, angels will come and take us to heaven. And you know, angels are polite. Angels are kind. Yeah, it's like the hostesses. Yeah, hostesses in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the aeroplane. They are very kind. They ask you, what will he serve you? Utakunywa nini? Okay, if you're in economy, ulizangu utakunywa nini? Nambuanga kuna maju, nataka? I pray that when you go to heaven, you will go to heaven on business class. The angels will be asking you, our servant of the Lord, you've been serving the Lord so much, you know you're a general. What, what do you want us to serve you? Hey! Asali maziwa and honey. So do you want milk or honey? I'm a cocktail. And you'll say, no. Give me milk now. After five minutes, 
give me honey. I pray that shall be your story. But that's a decision you have to make. Now. You cannot just decide when you die. This is when I want. I'm changing my destination midway. Hey, pastor. So you are trying to say that heaven is very far, eh? That angels have to take you. Not really. The Bible says to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, when I was traveling in that African country that starts with an alphabet, I was first present in Kenya, right? But when I got to the airport, I was transported by a plane and taken to that particular country, right? Now, when I was present in that country, I was absent in Kenya. When I was present in Kenya, I was absent in that. So to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. So the day you close your eyes like this, you are standing before God. Because you are already absent here on earth. You are present before the Lord. So ask your neighbor, neighbor, if peradventure today is the day that you are supposed to be absent in the body, where will you be standing? The church is so quiet. I don't like your, I don't like your quietness. Hey! This is a message where you think about your life, my friend. Number three, what will happen when you die? If you go to hell when you die, if is the word, you will be met on arrival by evil spirits and other dead men. If you go to hell when you die, on arrival, you'll be met by evil spirits and other dead men. They'll be waiting for you in hell. On your arrival, I know you are expecting traditional dancers to welcome you. Saying, oh, wageni wetu chawa pendae. They are dancing, carrying bouquets of flowers. They are with trumpeters. They are with drummers. But guess what? When you die, when you die and go to hell, on arrival, you'll be met by dead people. You'll be met by dead people and evil spirits. Evil spirits and dead people. The Bible says the beggar died. And was carried to heaven. But the rich man died. The rich man did what did what And he was in hell. And in hell, on arrival, by dead people, dead people, and evil spirits. They are waiting you. They are waiting for you. They are creating space for you. If you go to hell, you go to hell. hell. They are waiting for you. They are creating space. They are screaming and saying, Come! Come! And be like us. Be like us. Come! And sit with us. Sit with us. Come! And become like us. Here we don't burn and die. We burn and regenerate. Dead people. Remember Jomo Remember. Remember, Kagia. Remember your grandmother. If they didn't go to heaven, they might be in hell. And guess what? They are waiting for you. They are waiting for you. Like zombies. Waiting. There. Saying, come, Shiro. Wajiro. Doke. Eni. Oka. 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 Oka.
says hell from beneath is excited about you so number one hell is beneath so hell from beneath is excited about you to meet you at your coming to do what to do what it is excited they are excited. They are happy. Hell is happy. Hell is happy. It is exciting to meet you, meet, meet you, you at your coming. Bible says it is So you are dead, uncle. He's being stirred up. Where? 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 You not be received by good people. You not be a happy arrival. You can be sure if dead people are being stirred up. And maybe you call at the niao. They are not happy that you are coming. Wala kupika kwa magbari karibu. Have you been arrested before? Yeah, I hear when you are arrested and you find criminals inside there. When you come in, they beat you. I hear that. So I, I suppose the same will happen in hell. When you arrive, they'll give you slaps. Ah! Ulajifanya mjanja? Ulifikiru tuishi forever? Shin! Ulijena, eh? Ondi umakiritas wa uko? Gritas. Dead people. With, 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 with placards. You belong here. You can sit with us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you are looking good. You are looking, looking good. good. You are looking handsome. 
Ulifikiri ni wapi au uko na haga? Ala si tuko nazo. Lakini zimechomeka. Uko flat, uko flat. Kwa hivi, kwa hivi, kwa hivi. Baby girl, ulitesa, ulitesa. Ulifraisha watu. You are happy, you are happy. You are the conqueror. Everybody if they want to they just call you. And you said my work is to make you happy baby. Now in hell, they are stardust. They are stardust. They also want to be happy. Dead people are stardust. For help from beneath is excited about you. Give me a message Bible. Let me message you put it stronger. The Bible says, and the underworld dead are all excited. Preparing to welcome you when you come. The underworld dead are all happy. Your ex who died in a road accident. Your ex who died drinking. Your ex who died masturbating. Your dead who was your dead ex who was killing a monkey, then he was shot. That one, that one is excited about thy coming. He's excited. He's happy. Waiting to prepare or preparing to welcome you. Getting ready to greet you. Are ghostly dead. So what is going to what is going to be telling you, Amosi, is ghosts. Ghosts. Ghostly dead. All the famous the names famous of the earth. Talk about Michael Jackson. Talk about Whitney Houston. Perhaps they are in hell. I'm just saying I don't know where they are. Talk about who? Shumilata. Yeah. Talk about Paul Walker. All the celebrities of the earth. If they didn't make it in heaven, Saddam Hussein, Osama bin Laden, Mahatma Gandhi, Daniel Toroitich. Hitler! That one I know straight is in hell because of the evil he did. That one is waiting to greet you. Amin Dada! Idi Amin Dada! Mwalimu Julius Nyerere! All those that you read in history. Yes, the field marshal of Mau Mau, the Danke Mavi, the one you are called after. He's waiting for you! To welcome you. The barriers of the nations will stand up on their thrones to welcome you. What will happen when you die? If you go to hell, you will be received by dead people and evil spirits on arrival. Number three. Number three or number four? Number four. When you die, you will go down. If you are going to hell. When you die, you will go down if you are going to hell. Because hell is below. Hell is beneath. The scripture says, hell from beneath. Use King James or New King James. Hell from beneath. So hell is below. Hell is not above. Yeah, it is below. When you die, you will discover that below the earth, there's another world called hell. Mm, hell from beneath. Talk about hell from beneath. That's why the Bible says that the rich man lifted up his eyes to see Abraham from afar off. The rich man was down below, verse 23. 
The rich man was down below. Look, for you to lift up your eyes, it means you must be in a lower level. For the law of inclination, right? Is it a law of angle? The angle of inclination. You look up. Right? So if the rich man looked up, and being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham. It means where he was, was below. Where he was, was what? Was below, was not above. Was below. He had to lift his eyes and see. When you die and go to hell, brothers and sisters, it is simple. It is what? It is what? You will go below. And there, you will lift your eyes to see. You lift your eyes. I know somebody is here. And that's their destination. But guess what? Today God is giving you an opportunity to change that. God is giving you an opportunity. When you hear the altar call, run to the cross. Run and say, Lord, I will not, Satan, me and Me and you, Satan, can't be in the same house. We can't be in the same house. I don't want to be below. You can't be on earth below and in hell be below. No. Nimekata maisha ya chini. Nimekata maisha ya chini. Nimekata kudhara uliwa. Sita. Nimekata maisha ya chini. Sita ru. Wabile. Wabile mbarikiwa. Sita ru. No, Mimi Nimbarikiwa. Sita Rudikua Ville. Sita Rudikua Ville. Mimi Nimbarikiwa. Sita Rudikua Ville. Nakata my Shayachini. Sita Rudikua Ville. Sita Kuchini si yokuzuri, sitarudi kuavile. There's nothing good about being below. Yeah. Look, when you do your exams, there's nothing good with checking your name from below up. You don't feel good. You always feel nice. There's nothing good about bottom up. <laughs> no. In this case, there's nothing good. No. I commend you. When you go to a restaurant, you are so below that you have to check your menu from bottom up. From the cheapest to the most expensive. There's nothing good, my dear. Tell me there's nothing good about being below. spiritual body of a man which the Bible refers to as the inward man. When you die you will discover you have a spiritual body which the Bible refers to as the inward man. Tell your neighbor, neighbor when you die you will discover that you have a spiritual body 
which the Bible refers to as the inward man. Now let me pause and say, man is a spirit. Tell about man is a spirit. Man is what? Now, he is a spirit that lives in a body. So this flesh, tap your neighbor on their shoulder and say, this flesh is just a case. It's a housing. Look, when you buy your phone, do you put it in a case? Do you put it in a case? Do you put a skin protector? Do you have a phone case? Do you have a phone case? When you buy your phone, actually, actually when you buy a phone, the first thing is you remove it in a case. Right? Then put it in another case. Because it doesn't come without a case. If it comes without a case, you will be a rudish or a shikwa. You will be able to commit it to second hand. Don't buy electronic that is second hand. Unless you want to go to commit. So in the same manner, this is flesh that houses the real man. The real man is in the spirit. That's the spirit man. The Bible says when Jesus was addressing Lazarus, Jesus referred to, when he told the story of Lazarus, he said Lazarus had body parts. Lazarus had a tongue. He said, tell him, tell Lazarus to dip his finger. So Lazarus had a finger. Lazarus had eyes. That's why the rich man could lift his eyes and see. He had fingers. If you have a finger, you have hands. <laughs> right? If you have eyes, you have a head. If you have a tongue, you have a mouth. So you will discover that there's another man who lives in you that is completely like you. There's another man who is inside you. And that man is not like the outward man who just lives but 70 years. The man inside lives longer. He lives forever. So you are concerned more about that outward man. That other inside man, how is he? Make up umepaka. With the inside man, anambele, ananyuma. The Bible says that bodily exercise profits a little. But spiritual exercise is what? Is a life. Is life. Bodily exercise profits a little. But spiritual exercise profits much. It's life. It profits much. So when you consider your spirit, Skita, you will profit much. Because the spirit will live forever. Tell me what the spirit will live forever. But the body will decay. The Bible says a man born of a woman is of few days full of trouble. A man born of a woman is of what? How many are born of dragons? How many are born of cows? How many are born of dogs? Were all of you born of a woman? Were all of you born of a woman? Is your mother a woman? I'm asking a question. Is your mother a woman? Yeah. Then guess what? Your days are few and full of trouble. You will die soon. About death. And someone said, I, don't, I will not come to church again. Why? Because pastor is preaching about death. He should, tell, he should give people hope. What I'm giving you is hope for eternity. I'm giving you the reality of life. You will die. 
And when you die, you need hope for eternity. Tell about you need hope for eternity. Yes. Eternity is why you live longer. Eternity, can I have a shoelace? Somebody with a shoelace, help me. Eternity or just a camber. Eternity is where you live longer. Thank you, my dear. Hey, those bags are dangerous, yeah? They have everything you need. Can I get a shoelace? Okay. Can I get a blender? Give me a minute. Can I get a microwave? <laughs> Iron box? Don't mention it again, because you know what? I got you. Can I get a spanner? Don't worry. Worry no more because you know what? Eish. That's why if they come to visit you, they don't leave. Don't agree they come to your house. Hey, boys. Boy child. Don't allow girls to come visit your house. Oh. They will not leave. Unless you want to marry them. Or unless you've married them. Do not invite them to your house. This is life. Look at me, everybody. You see this shoelace? This is the symbol of life. It is the shadow of life. You see, life, the Bible says that Jesus is life. Do you know one of the reasons why they couldn't kill Jesus? It's because Jesus is life. You can't kill life. The Bible says that Jesus gave up his ghost. He gave it up. Because he is life. And you can't kill life. So this is life. You can't kill it. Actually, when you die, you, we've, we've not killed life. We've just transferred life from this realm to another realm. But life does not die. Are we together? The Bible says, I have come that you may have life and have life. I have come that you may do what? And have life. I have come that you may have what? And have life. The life that I give you is eternal life. For God so loved the world that whoever who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting and pastor, so you receive eternal life when you die. No. You receive eternal life the day you receive Jesus. So anybody who has received Jesus and anybody who is going to receive Jesus today, you receive something called eternal life. You know there are different types of life. There's plant life, there's animal life, and there's eternal life, right? Plant life is the life of animals. Right? Plant life is the life of, oh, rather, plant life is the, li is the life of plants. Right? It's called flora. It's the life of plants. Animal life is the life of animals. And eternal life is the life of spirits. And you are a spirit. Tell about you are a spirit. You exist in the spirit realm. Yes. The reason why you are a spirit, or the reason why I say you are a spirit, is because you have power here and power in the spiritual realm. Animals don't have power in the spiritual realm because they are not spirits. But you are a spirit. Tell about you are a spirit. So this is life. Tell about this is life. But 70 years is this. This is what 70 years is. That is 70 years. Because 70 years is nothing compared to eternity, man. 70 years is nothing. The Bible says that a, a day is like a thousand. Before, before I finish this, let me show you. Let me, let's do some calculation here with you. Are we together? There's some calculation I was doing here about life. Now, the Bible says in Psalms 90 verse 4, a thousand years in your sight are like just a day that has gone by. 
A thousand years in your sight are just like a day. Verse 10 says, One day, I mean it, one day might come to 70 years. A month's days or one's days. A month's days might come to 70. Or 80 if they have strength. And you said, we've seen a day is like, a thousand years is like a day. So that is to say, a hundred years equals to one day has how many hours? 24 hours, right? So 24 hours, if we convert it into minutes, it will be how many minutes? 1,440 minutes. So one day has 1,400 and so we are trying to see a thousand years is how many minutes? Are we together? So a thousand years, we can, we can say a thousand years equals to a day. So a thousand years komungu ni skuyetu moja. So a thousand years is 1,440 days. So you see where you are going, you live longer. Because if a thousand days is like a day here on earth. Okay, let's continue. 70 years, therefore, equals to 70 times 140 minutes, right? Over 1,000. That is to say 70 years equals to 1 hour and 68 minutes. 70 years of your life is 1 hour and 68 minutes. 80 years is 1 hour 92 minutes. 1 hour 92, 1.2, 1.92. Not even minutes in seconds, but I'm trying to use minutes no more so that it doesn't look too much complicated. 1 hour 0.92 hours. That is 80, if you get to 80. So your age is what? Your age is X. So 20 years is less than an hour. Right? That's why I told you, ladies and gentlemen, 70 years. This is life. This is what? Life. But 70 years is this. Victor, 70 years is this. This is what 70 years is. So you might be focusing on 70 years. Yeah? Here, you forget there's a thousand years. And this is longer than this. So why put all your focus on this at the expense of this? Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're here and you know you have not concerned your life with things that are yet to come, where you'll spend your eternity, I want you to rush to me right now. I want you to rush to me. Nobody will, nobody will coerce you to come. It's up to you to rush yourself. Come. Come straight to me right now. Come. Come. Come to me right now. If you're in front here. And everyone else, if you may please, place your right hand on your chest. And I want you to pray this prayer after me. Don't repeat it, but I want you to mean it. Mean it from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, 
Lord Jesus. I can't hear you. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I admit. I admit that I'm a sinner. That I'm a sinner. I confess my sins. I confess my sins. Lord. Lord. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. Destined for hell. Destined for hell. My eternal destination. My eternal destination was hell. Was hell. My arrival. My arrival was to be received. Was to be received by dead men. By dead men and evil spirits. And evil spirits. But Father, right now. But Father, right now. The Bible says. The Bible says. If you believe in your heart. If you believe in your. If you believe in your heart. If you believe in your heart. And confess with your mouth. And confess with your mouth. If you believe in your heart. If you believe in your heart. And confess with your your mouth and confess with your mouth you will be saved you will be saved and you will go to heaven and you will go to so heaven. lord right now so lord right now right now lord right now lord, i believe in my head i believe in my and heart, i confess with my mouth and i confess with my mouth that i belong to jesus that i belong to jesus jesus, jesus. you're the lord of my life 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 you're the lord of my you are the lord of my life you are the lord of my life you belong i belong to you i belong to you and you belong to me you belong to me write my name write my name in the book of life in the book of life from today from today my name is my name is mention your name Wangari. say my name is Boniface Bahati my name is Wangari. write my name lord write my name write my name father write my name lord. in the book of life in the book of life from today from today i am born again i am born again and i belong to you and i belong to you then look at me everybody point at satan say satan 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 point at satan like this say satan satan Enough of me and you. Enough of me and you. This relationship. This relationship can't go on. Can't go on. This relationship. This relationship can't go on. Can't go on. This relationship. This relationship can't go on. Can't go on. Enough of you. Enough of you. Enough of you. Enough of you. You've had enough of me. You've had enough. Now Jesus is my Lord. Now Jesus is my Lord. Now Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. I belong to Him. I belong to Him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap offering? You are now born again. You are now born again. You are now born again. Hey. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. You are now born again. I say you are now born again. Father, I want to pray for everybody who has made that prayer. The Bible says that the Lord is faithful and just. He that began a good work in us is faithful and just to bring it to a perfect conclusion. Father, I hand over these souls to you. I know you that call them is faithful. None of them will fall. And if they fall, Lord, you'll pick them up. And I pray that, Lord, one day we'll meet in heaven with them and say, thank you, Pastor Boni. It's because of you that I'm standing in heaven. Thank you, Father, because I believe you will do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Ma